You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here along with Sin City Steve and Simon Street, the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. DJ Impact, unfortunately, is uh, not with us tonight. Now, good for him. Uh, his kids, of course, were on the uh, fabled spring break this week, and uh, he shipped them away. And now they're back, so he's spending that quality spring break time with them in the last 24 hours of spring break. So uh, at least he's getting that in, which is nice. And uh, that leaves us without him. Uh, but me and the show still got to go on, so let's get right to it, boys. All right, four-way stop this week, the highlights of the week. Sin City, what do you got, Steve? All right, man. So... The House of Black are still your AEW World Trios champions after defeating the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Elite on Dynamite. Daniel Garcia, of course, ate the pin uh, after being hit with the Dante's Inferno. This match was all over the place, 20 minutes, solid action, virtually nonstop. So, you know, if, if you, uh, you want to watch a match that's just go, 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 yeah, check this one out. Uh, elsewhere, Orange Cassidy is still your AEW international champion. Yes, no longer the All-Atlantic champion. He is now the international champion. They leveled up. God, I can only imagine how much they got paid every time that they said that on the show because it was coming out every other sentence. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy defeated Jeff Jarrett in a match that was completely overbooked. And uh, so much so, it wouldn't have been out of place in Jarrett's TNA. Uh, the right guy won. Jarrett continues to put over younger talent where it counts. So I'm good with how he's being used in AEW. Um, you know, it, it's it's huge for Orange Cassidy. This is a, it, a very good win over a Hall of Famer in Jeff Jarrett, um, right in the middle of the ring. And uh, shout out to Orange Cassidy doing some crazy shit with some leg strength. They played up the injury angle. So he was doing a lot of stuff on one leg that some people can't do on two legs. So very, very cool. Um, elsewhere, Taya Valkyrie is officially all elite. Uh, obviously, Jade Cargill put out the uh, the challenge last week and everybody thought that it was going to be Taya Valkyrie. Not quite. It was Nicole Matthews. But then after the match, Jade said, uh, yeah, is that all you got? And then Taya came out, got in her face. So yeah, go ahead, put the TBS title on on Taya. You know she can she can definitely take this division and uh, let Jade do some some character building. All right, that's that's uh, one way to look at it. We'll see another opinion coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simon Street, what do you have? 
Um, other than the fact of, yes, Jay Cargill needs to do some character building. So I agree with that one to get that out of the way. Um, outside of that, um, WWE Raw, Monday Night Raw, man, uh, nothing seems to amaze me with regards to Solo Sokoa. Um, the man is, we've all said it, but he's on his way up and he proved just that. Um, going one on one with uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Owens, and um, you know to echo the sentiment that you said, uh, you know, Mister Michaels last week running that back, um, even with some of the interference toward the end, it still just shows that Solo is ready for the big time without question. Um, yeah. Even even his selling points were really really good. Uh, you know, he's just ready. He he just on a whole nother level. And whenever you see that in a talent so early. You know, sky's the limit. Um, outside of that, NXT, you know, getting things ready for stand and deliver. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, qualifying matches. Uh, one in particular was Zoe Stark um, facing um, Sol Ruka for the NXT Women's Championship qualifying match. Um, you know, Zoe Stark would go over and, um, you know, get uh, the win with her uh, face breaker. And so she's going to uh, qualify for the Women's Championship ladder match at stand and deliver. Um, we also had, uh, you know, for the women's uh, tag team championship, number one contenders match, you had Alba Frey and Ilza Dawn versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Um, you know, really was a good match. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, some mix up that kind of happened with Ivy Nile and uh, Tatum Paxley. Um, but the end of this match, Alba Freya and um, Ilza Dawn, you know, basically win. Uh, and yeah, they're going to go on to the number one contenders match uh, for the women's uh, tag team championship. SmackDown. SmackDown was really, 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 really good. Um, again, we got a chance to kind of see uh, this rollout, which I kind of slept on at first. But, you know, I got to say, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with, uh, you know, uh, this. We, we got to see what happened with Sheamus. And, uh, you know, yours truly, uh, Drew McIntyre, as they faced off to see who's going to face uh, Gunther. And, man, they did not, you know, basically they're just, just two lads beating the shit out of each other. What more could you not want with that? Uh, you know, all other things aside with that, um, uh, one other match that I want to point out real quick is Zelina Vega looking better and better with, uh, in her, or at least her participating in matches. I won't say her, her, her single matches, but you know, that judgment day, uh, versus, uh, you know, uh, that match where she was in with judgment day, she looked yeah. very, very, very good in that, uh, you know, definitely doing the higher Corona off the top rope. She looked very comfortable in that mode. And if you've kept up or watched Zelina Vega, even back in the day when she was in TNA, she could actually go why she doesn't get to do the opportunity. I don't know. Um, that's pretty much all that I had, like, like little stuff that, you know, I kind of saw, I didn't feel like it was a big, big, big week. Uh, you know, a lot of things starting, I would say part a, and then next week, part B probably right. be a little bit bigger as we get closer to WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and it becomes a, a week of, uh, you know, th these two weeks are build weeks basically for the, uh, for mania. So that makes a lot of sense there. Uh, you know, this week, uh, I do want to point out uh, uh, what uh, Doug Rain said here. I just wonder what Vince and WWE thinks about AEW changing the belt to the IC belt, which, uh, yeah, pretty much it's now the IC belt for, uh, for their company. Um, LA Knight versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah, man. 
give me it all day. That was great. Uh, good, good match for uh, LA Knight, but also, uh, you know, someone who is capable to go with Cody and just made, they made each other look like a million bucks. Kevin Patrick says, Mella with a cheap shot. Corey responds, ain't nothing cheap about her. I got the receipts. One of the best lines I think we'll hear all fucking year from uh, from them. Uh, oh, Waller at Gargano's house. What a great segment. Uh, just beating the hell out of each other in front of uh, Gargano's house. And then Candace comes out with the baby in her arms. And when Waller beats down poor Johnny and she goes over to him and that baby is just reaching for her dad's hand it was so just moving it was like oh my god like like this is a baby baby like she mm-hmm. he doesn't know what's going on <laughs> it's like dad just got beaten and he's just reaching out and kind of crying and it was like is this should should we be doing this i mean it was it was psychologically kind of damaging um uh ko versus solo like you said was amazing uh zoe not only winning that match and looking great with uh soul but also gg winning so those are the first two in that ladders match uh coming up here uh for uh wrestlemania weekend so a lot to keep our eyes out on to uh this week going into the lead up weekend for wrestlemania but uh we can talk a little bit about what we thought was too sweet for the week uh i'll jump in first on this one um pretty simple here um bianca we got to give bianca a lot of credit bianca belair is now the longest reigning african-american champion in the wwe in the whole history of the company uh, I believe it was day 344 that she surpassed MVP, who held the U.S. belt, I think it was, for like 343 days. Mm-hmm. So um, it just goes to show now, I, I don't personally think they'll do a heel turn on her. Um, I think what you're seeing with her is the building of a John Cena type for women. Um, she seems yeah. to be an inspiration for little girls, man, and uh, just a great role model. So... I think that's probably what they'll keep her doing and just kind of keep her as that, um, you know, you got Charlotte to be kind of that evil person. So why not have Bianca become that, you know, that real true baby face to keep the, uh, the young girls uh, inspired. Uh, but also man, Sammy and Jay in the promo at the end of SmackDown, what great stuff. Oh my God. Uh, I can't say enough about what the two of them are doing. It was just so emotionally gripping. And what a great way to finally get what Steve wanted, uh, what was it, three weeks ago now, of that embrace and that pop. They just milked it out, right? You know, it's it wasn't the hometown crowd, but at the same time, boy, it just – everyone was ready for it. It happened, and it felt good. You – you left a show feeling like, oh, this is great. And now do they headline night one of Mania? Is, are they that hot that the Usos versus them headline night one of Mania? That's my question. All right. Let's go with you, uh, Simon Street. Well, I'm actually going to go with something you mentioned a little bit earlier, but I want to like dig a little bit deeper. L.A. Knight, 
as he had a match on Raw versus Cody Rhodes, which I felt was a really good match and echo the sentiments that you said earlier, Michaels. Um, you know, L.A. Knight, first and foremost, shout out to an announcer for actually saying that he's a veteran. Which, which I appreciate because he's been in the business quite some time. And a lot of people who did not keep up his career, never watched Impact Wrestling, never watched uh, you know anything that he's done before then, don't know that. So kudos to him. But also, too, um, just how the, how the match is. You know, uh, he's had a couple of, of, of high-caliber matches. Yes, he missed Mark <laughs> in the pitch black match. But, hey, it, it, unless you're really paying attention, you really didn't notice, right? But he is somebody that I honestly think can go far uh, in this company. Will he be the main star attraction? Maybe not. But is he somebody you could definitely see in a uh, IC title situation or a uh, United States champion situation? Oh, most definitely. Uh, the guy has charisma uh, out the goddamn roof. Um, he, you know, he reminds me of if you take a Mr. Anderson, sprinkle a little bit of rock and then add a little bit of, uh, you know, Buff Badwell. Yeah, you, 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 that's pretty much what you got. Uh, oh man, you just killed him with the Buff Bagwell ad. <laughs> no, Buff Bagwell was cool as shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Oh, Not man. personally, but in the ring. But outside of that, uh, but also too, you know, uh, even the match that he uh, L.A. LA Knight had with Xavier Woods on Friday was really good. And again, I just too sweet for the week. I don't mind seeing L.A. Knight on a Raw and on a SmackDown. I think we're starting to see it now, and that's going to be a trend you're going to start seeing more often, him constantly coming in, and I'm happy for it. All right, Steve, what do you got, man? All right, so John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta beat Hangman Page, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson, who was rehired back to AEW after this match uh, in a killer way to kick off the in-ring action on Dynamite this past week. Um, the Trio's action was one of the major underlying themes of the entire episode. Um, all six guys played their roles to perfection. Uh, and no, Michael's Mox didn't bleed. Oh, I, I mm -hmm. was very surprised. I, 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 I'm just putting it out there. Um, you got to save that blood for next week. Right? Um, but nonetheless, they are definitely turning the Blackpool Combat Club heel you know, after uh, after Moxley got the choke out submission, uh, he held on to the choke for several seconds and uh, they were playing up, the you know, the, the heel aspect of everything. And it's good to see them actually continuing with that push um, elsewhere. Powerhouse Hobbs, he is still your TNT champion. And yeah, he gets a two sweet for himself because of how strong he looked on Rampage this week against Ray Phoenix. This guy, I'll tell you, Phoenix got in some of his usual offense. You know, he got all the hits in, but I could not believe just how strong they made Hobbs look here. Um, they made Hobbs look like as if he could just dispatch Phoenix with little to no effort. And uh, well done. Uh, they need to, you know, give him some credibility, give him a good run. Um they put him in there with a mouthpiece in a stable now. Oh, God. We'll talk about that later. But, yes, QTV, QT Marshall. As long as they keep investing in Hobbs, I'm here for it. Too sweet. All right. Well, that's what we thought was uh, too sweet. Uh, what did we think uh, made us go WTF? <laughs>
All right, Simon Streets, uh, what's got you scratching your head this week? Oh, man, you know, let the chronicles begin of what to do with Baron Corbin. I, I just, it just... Begin? I, <laughs> I think this has been going on for seven years. <laughs> I, it, look, 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 I, I just don't know. I, I, I have no idea because... It, it, it still befuddles me of why you have somebody for all intents and purposes is not that bad, not even close to bad, right? He's just booked awkwardly. And I'm going to use the word awkwardly because every goddamn match that he's in, we're just talking about recently, serves no purpose. I mean, what are you, a stooge? Or, or, or are you just someone that shows up to be a goon? I mean, I don't know. I, I thought he was going to appear in freaking NXT when D'Angelo was talking to Braun Breaker about let's take out some people. You know, I don't know. Were they going to just call Corbin to just pop in and just take somebody out, give him some cement shoes? Hey, the Saturday no... before WrestleMania hasn't happened yet, so it's still a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 Shawn Michaels, call Baron Corbin. That man needs some work. All right, put him with, with, with D'Angelo. I'm so, I don't know, man. I, and I could keep going on for this. It, I feel bad. I don't know. Maybe it's just the alter plan. I don't know. It, it just sucks because at the end of the day, somebody got to love this man. Somebody got to love his work other than Impact, who just loves his theme music in his little freaking little cute little shirt. Like, 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 like what are we going to do? The guy's talented. Is he not talented? Is he not talented? He's not horrible on the microphone. He just shouldn't talk more than maybe a couple of phrases here and there. I don't know, man. The best thing that could happen to him is, uh, you know, uh, maybe him and LA Knight can become like a, a tag oh, team no. and let LA Knight do all the talking. And he's just kind of, you know, one liners. I don't know. We need something. Baron Corbin, I pray for you, bro. I really pray for you in, in five different religions. What do you have against LA Knight that you've just called him a I don't have nothing against LA Knight. I have nothing against LA Knight. I have nothing against LA Knight. You just trying to poke me because I said Buff Bagwell, but Buff Bagwell had some damn swag, man. He did the whole little thing where he did that shit. That shit was cool as fuck, man. You went in high school doing that? I was doing that in school. Come on. Don't act like we're not wrestling fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, wrestling fans, but not necessarily Buff Bagwell fans. Dude, Buff Bagwell was cool back in WCW days. Now, it wasn't until like probably late 90s 2000s maybe it wasn't safe to say you're a buff bagwell fan yeah wcw days <laughs> okay you know what let's go on to the next one those damn hats that's all i can say <laughs> Matt, uh, right. what the fuck was why was simon street thinking about buff bagwell <laughs> all right <laughs> sin city what's your wtf you know, in the 10 seconds that Soraya had the mic on dynamite she managed to call the AEW fans neck beard stinky twats and then immediately handed the mic off to Tony Storm, who also body shamed the uh, the attendees. Um, but you know what? Soraya got a fine, and they uh, they released a memo. Now the AEW heels can no longer body shame the fans or flip them off. Great, thanks for that. What the fuck? Um, the QTV segment. I said I was going to come back to it in a previous segment. Here we are. They spoofed TMZ right down to camera angles. Evidently, uh, the story of Wardlow's gear and TNT belt getting stolen. 
uh, was just an angle and everyone was worked. Welcome to kayfabe 2.0, I guess. Uh, QT, you know, he made a few unfunny anti-WWE jokes that were just bad. Um, I mean, I guess that this whole thing is going to be used as a vehicle to get Hobbs over even more. So I'll give it a chance. But all I know is this first vignette had me scratching my head and saying, what the fuck? Um, and lastly, how the acclaimed have fallen. You know, they were one of the most overacts in the company, had one of the hottest shirts on PWTs, but then Booker of the Year, Tony Khan, made the decision to put the titles on the guns, and now they weren't even on the show. They they had the whole cute acronym of AEW means acclaimed every Wednesday. They weren't even on the show this week. The only way that they got on the show was because of a music video vignette. They weren't even they 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 weren't even in the arena. What the fuck? No, hundred percent on that. Hundred percent on that. Uh, I agree with you. QT TV. I just thought it was god awful, and it doesn't do anything for Hobbs essentially because it didn't make any sense around it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? How come when I saw it? How come Ali is not with MMM? Uh, I would see that he could be one of the male maximum models. Uh, wait a minute. How come he has a job is the other question. Uh, listen, the bar mitzvah to kick off AEW was fun. That was great. Yeah, and then cool. those three guys showed up and just made it torturous hell. Because talk about three guys who just, I mean, Sammy, okay, a little bit. He could talk a little bit. But Darby put me to sleep, Alan. And Jungle Boy, your dad, your dad was Luke Perry, and you can't talk. What is going on, buddy? Um, Taya, you know, the one thing about Taya that I hate, once again, no buildup. Who is this person? The, you know, handful of fans who knew you saw clapping, but if you watch closely, it's all arena noise. No one's reacting, and that's sad um, because – Again, you're you're assuming the fans know who she is, but most of your wrestling fans do not watch Impact Wrestling, don't know who she is, and also don't know her if they watched NXT other than her being Frankie Monet, and that was a while back. So it was a tough uh, tough sell for that. Uh, what does Julia Hart actually do? Uh, that was really just awful. Uh, she doesn't fit in now. They didn't even make her dark. It's just awful. Uh, and the best line of the week to close out AEW was simply this line. And Hangman Page confused. What a moment. <laughs> <laughs> what a moment. That was a moment for sure. Uh, yeah, stuff going on as always. What the fuck? Um, all right. What are we on the lookout for? That's the big question here. All right. Uh, Sin City, what are you looking out for? So this coming Wednesday, Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo live on Dynamite. Oh, shit. So they're billing this as a dream match, which... For a segment of the viewing audience, it is. Um, in case you're not aware, uh, Vikingo has 
all kinds of buzz right now on the independent scene. Uh, he's done some spots in some of the indies, the higher profile indies here in the States, uh, but he is contracted to AAA and is their current world champion. So to have Kenny Omega versus the AAA world champion um, and labeling it as a dream match, um, this is going to be, uh, it should be good. Give me at least 10 minutes of this, please. Um, also though, you know, they, uh, this is going to be the first exposure that a lot of people are going to have to a guy who was also voted as the best high flyer in the 2022 observer awards. So there's a definite segment of the wrestling community that loves his work. And it's awesome to be able to project that out even further. Um, you know, Michaels, you did mention the WTF when it came to the rebar mitzvah. Um, I do have to say this is a direction that they have to go though. They have to cultivate and put up those four pillars. And I liked that they did that. Even if they don't go to a four way at double or nothing, it just provided a good visual because these guys will have intertwining careers as they are the faces of AEW and line of the night did go to Sammy Guevara saying that he would turn the segment from a rebar mitzvah into a recircumcision snip. That's why I said, yeah, Sammy can talk, but those other two guys, uh, uh, uh really quick here. Uh, I'd have to say I am on the lookout for, uh, the Gunther three way, uh, after seeing Seamus and Drew beat the crap out of each other. Now let's add another huge man into that mix. Now let's just let them pound away. Let the three guys go to town. That's going to be nice. I am looking forward to uh, this coming Friday here in Vegas uh, when, we, when uh, well, at least a couple of us are going to uh, SmackDown. So we'll see LA Knight versus uh, Rey Mysterio. And uh, again, LA Knight's getting uh, some of those matches that uh, are going to make him look good. And it looks like they might be pushing him a little bit after Mania. So uh, also looking forward to uh, seeing Edge get the hell beat out of him in a cell. And the way Finn Balor just said he's going to have to face the demons, uh, you know, or brings out his demons. I mean, just dropping the word. You saw Edge react to it. And uh, I think Edge is going to finally get his uh, comeuppance which is great. And uh, by the way, uh, special someone out there listening, uh, thank you for listening and get better and uh, love you. And uh, Simon Street, what do you got for the lookout? Well, I definitely say on the lookout, a couple things that I got. I mean, obviously, um, I will not be at the SmackDown, uh, unfortunately, but I am excited to see SmackDown come to Vegas yet again. And um, I don't have the stats on ticket sales, but I heard ticket sales were a lot better than they were last year. As far as people buying them, I'm not sure. Usually I have other people that can kind of tell me that, but uh, you know, that's looking pretty excited. But the biggest thing I'm looking excited for is a couple of key matches coming up for uh, WrestleMania and stand to deliver uh, WrestleMania. Definitely looking forward to seeing Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I'm really, 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 really uh, excited. Um, I remember, you know, Rio Ripley and Charlotte Flair going at it. uh, The first uh, crowdless WrestleMania uh, 
pandemic. And so uh, I remember where I was. I remember that match gave me a lot of joy and a dark place, I think, for all of us in uncertainty times. So seeing that run back is really big. I'm also looking forward to seeing a final conclusion done to uh, Dominic coming of age with his dad. If I have to hear one more time about uh, you weren't there for me, dad, and you bought me a BMW, like this shit is getting old as a motherfucker, but I'm happy that Ray is getting deducted for shit. Can't do no more. Boo-hoo. How many second generation uh, wrestling kids didn't have a father or a mother? Boo-hoo. Um, and then last but not least, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, stand and deliver. That is going to be fire. Super excited. Even the buildup ain't even like over the top because you already know it's going to be fire once them two step in the ring. So that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to, guys. Absolutely. I, I totally agree 100% with that. All right. What was your best in show? I'll make mine very easy. I enjoyed SmackDown, uh, especially with the uh, conclusion of uh, SmackDown. Uh, it's great to see Cody Rhodes when he was uh, uh, this week, uh, you know, just interacting and intertwining, trying to put together that tag team of KO and Sammy. I thought that was really brilliant and uh, came to a nice head at the end of SmackDown. Uh, just a solid show again all around. And, um, you know, everything is firing on all cylinders for all three shows going into uh, this last uh, week before WrestleMania. So very exciting to see what is going to be happening for Mania. Uh, Simon Street, what do you got? Well, I'm definitely going to say best in shows along with you as well, which was SmackDown, just an all-around great show. Consistent. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the period at the end of a WWE week, and SmackDown always does great. Um, one uh, uh, notable mention worthy that I didn't get a chance to, to add, I want to give a secondary shout-out to uh, NXT, but more importantly, Apollo Crews and Davocado. Uh, that was a, a, a actually a good match in the sense of Apollo Crews really honestly made Dabakato look like he had some seasoning salt on his ass. Uh, as you all know, normally Dabakato is is not even been much of but a but, but a goon himself, but he looked pretty good. And so uh, you know, I got to give NXT that nod as well. But yes, yeah, SmackDown best in show for the week. And Steve, why was AEW the best in show this week? Uh, it just was. <laughs> um, no, seriously, uh, AEW Dynamite was was solid. Um, there were a couple of things that were, you know, kind of make you scratch your head here and there. Um, but all in all, it was it was solid stuff. And um, you know, I, I can't really ask for too much more than what they gave us this week. Oh yes, I definitely can. Next week, and the week after, and the week after that. Yeah. So I, I guess that's your point there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, you know, we, uh, we're we going to be uh, going over to three count here in just a moment. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, you can catch three count tomorrow. 
Uh, remember to tell all your friends, pass along the word. Uh, shout out to Germany this week. Uh, we got uh, some new listens out in Germany. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and also, uh, you know, it's uh, there's been some um, there's been some uh, passing aways uh, recently uh, here within the last uh, week or so. Uh, it's very, um, it's very sad to see, um, uh, big shout out to someone who is, uh, beloved on the independent scene. And that was, uh, Sean Patrick O'Brien, um, many, many, many wrestlers, uh, showing their love for him this week. So, um, just, uh, something to, to see that love. And, uh, I believe one of, uh, the bigger wrestling fans, uh, out there, Matt Mann passed away as well. Um, so, uh, again, don't take anything for granted. Um, tell those people that you love in your life, that you love them. Um, try to, you know, mend any fences and, uh, you know, try not to uh, keep any grudges because uh, you never know when you might not see people again and um, cherish the time you have with those people that you do appreciate because um, you know, make, make those memories now because that's why they end up being memories is because one day that person might not be there. So uh, just a lot of this going around where we're seeing this uh, more and more. And uh, it's not really, not really a fun thing to see, um, and it's very hard to take. So um, please just, uh, again, uh, appreciate. And you know what? Appreciation is a great word, too. Appreciate those people who, if you're a wrestling fan, you're seeing. Uh, and if you are a wrestler or in the business, appreciate those people you work with a little bit more. You know, Be kind to each other. You guys protect each other all the time. So try to learn and grow from each other and don't you know don't make it a petty little business all right make it so that everyone's growing together and that uh, you know people can excel because if one person's excelling everyone's going to excel and that's the theory behind it right so try not to uh try not to be cruel to each other and just try to embrace each other and uh Make sure that uh, you take that to the next level and um, just support each other, whether you're, you know, a fan, a wrestler, uh, an owner, uh, or just in your own personal lives. So that is the word for tonight. And uh, we do appreciate everyone for tuning in. Thank you so much. And uh, as DJ would say, until next time, happy wrestling, everybody. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.